Hey y'all and welcome to another edition of the Nolcast Instant Reaction. For those of you who are not familiar with how the Instant Reaction show works, uh, I'll just explain it briefly. Uh, we take and uh, analyze the game real quick, give the good and the bad. Uh, it is not edited, it is just broadcast uh, right to, to your ears uh, immediately following the game so you can listen to it uh, the same evening and uh, we hope that y'all will appreciate that for sure. Um, also, thanks to our sponsors, Louisiana Hot Sauce, Madison Social, and Resolution Home Loans. They've been great for us. Uh, we just had the best month we've ever had, and uh, I know they're extremely happy to be on board and to have y'all uh, frequenting their businesses and using their, their great products. So, Louisiana Hot Sauce, Madison Social, and Resolution Home Loans, thank you very much. Um, 28 for Miami, 27 for Florida State. Just, just not enough. Uh, and I think that if you're a Florida State fan, obviously this hurts, right? I mean, I won't sit here and pretend that this doesn't hurt as an FSU fan because Florida State had a chance to win the game. At the same time, if you don't come away really pleased with the progress this team has made, I think you're, you're, you're letting your emotions kind of overwhelm your, your analysis and your observations. Um, Miami in the second half played like I thought Miami would play the whole game, which is why I thought Florida State was going to get blown out. Because I just didn't see any way Florida State could block Miami. In the second half, they couldn't. They had 1.5 yards of play. It wasn't about play calling. They tried everything. They tried passing. They tried short passes, drop back passes, screens. I mean, really everything. They tried to run the ball. They, they even tried some quarterback run. And... The one constant was that Miami's offensive line just beat the absolute dog crap out of Florida State's offensive line. Miami's D-line just totally dominated in the second half, physically manhandled them. We said before, Florida State's players in the offensive line are bad football players. They lack talent. A lot of them are playing out of position. They don't have the physical ability to hold up against three teams on the schedule who, in our opinion, are Clemson, Notre Dame, and Miami. And yet, Florida State, they still found a way to be in this game. I mean, they, they were strongly in the game. Now, was a lot of it kind of smoke and mirrors with, with, with you know, great special teams and a tremendous defensive effort? Yeah, but in the first half, you know, they came out there, they had a plan. I think it caught Miami off guard a little bit on both sides of the ball. They, they took it to them. They, they executed extremely well. They were able to move the ball a little bit. I mean, it was still bad. It was still a really bad offensive performance in the first half. I and mean, they had, gosh, I don't know. Uh, they had a 58-yard drive to open the game. Great script. After that, the longest drive FSU had in the game was 36 yards, which was a touchdown. Miami really dominated FSU's offense all night, and it just kind of got worse as the game wore on because of the physical domination up front. Again, you know, this is why we thought that they would get blown out. And yet, I thought Florida State managed the game really well. It was aggressive. It wasn't too conservative and, and trying to go into a shell. Um, you know, they had a lot of things in this game that, that looked better, despite the fact that they were playing the best opponent they've played so far this year by, by a good bit. So I think that's something, <clears throat> excuse me, that you really have to be happy about. Uh, you know, they, they started out, they effectively used tempo. Miami's a team that has a lot of creative blitzes. 
and uh, they were able to use tempo to prevent Miami from dialing some of those blitzes up. They were also able to use tempo to help out the offensive line some, so that was good. I mean, they're, they're trying to just smoke and mirrors this thing and piece it together because you don't have Landon Dickerson playing like, like we thought, and you know Derek Kelly's clearly not 100%, but he's out there trying, and you know Brady Scott is out there trying, and and uh, you know they they were able to run the ball a little bit in the first half. They they had a couple decent pass plays. Um, I mean, I thought that tight end screen to McKitty was was really well called. Um, you know, they they, ex- they really executed, and they were pretty clean. They didn't have a whole lot of procedure penalties and, um, you know, false starts and all those things. Now, they're going to get holding penalties for sure against a defensive line like Miami's because the guys just can't block. And if it seems like I'm, you know, harping on this, good, because that is the point. There are two more games where I'm going to pick them to get blown out, by the way. Because I think that, that the two more games coming are going to look exactly like this game looked like in the second half. Man, FSU emptied the bag on their tricks. They they had that beautifully drawn up receiver screen pass. You know, I thought this was was the best called game of the offense. I thought the play calling was excellent. Um, you know, and and yet, yet it still wasn't enough. And yet, with this offensive line, even with, with with play calling that kept the defense off balance as much as it could, they had 3.1 yards of play. They would need to run 100 plays just to get to 300 yards. On the night, they only had 200 total. You know, Francois was sacked six times. A lot of those were on the offensive line, uh, which, look, I just don't think there's much hope of it getting better this year. Uh, it doesn't mean they can't go to a bowl. If anything, this game actually, I think, maybe makes me increase my opinion of them making a bowl um, just because of, of how inspired the defense played and, and how they were able to to keep Miami off balance somewhat for, for a, a half, at least, before Miami really woke up and, and took it to them. And, you know, let, let's, not, let's not pretend here. The, the better team won the game. Miami, if you take out the kneel downs, had a 4.1 yards of play. Florida State had 3.1. That, that's that's a 33% advantage per play. That, that's that's significant. Um, you know, on third downs, they were pretty close. Five of 16, five of 18. Florida State, I thought, in, in the punt return game was was excellent. Obviously, DJ Matthews going all the way with one was was really big, and um, you know it. it I think there's a lot of encouraging things to build on. Cam Akers seemed to to run with more patience tonight. He, he was more slow to the hole, you know, fast through the hole. Um, you know, Francois was was not good. I, I don't put some of that stuff on him because he is just getting smoked on these. I mean, these these offensive tackles just have no chance. They're they're just getting killed consistently, and uh, you know, so that's kind of what it is. But for everybody who wanted to throw the ball more, uh, well, Florida State definitely threw the ball tonight more than it ran the ball. Probably, I don't know, take the sacks out, 38 to 27. What's what's that? About 60% run pass. Um, or excuse me, about 60% pass to run. And you know what? It, it really didn't work very well. Um, they had 130 passing yards on 32 attempts. 
That is four yards an attempt. That is horrible. Now, if you include the sacks in there, um, which were six sacks for 33 yards, that is 97 net passing yards on 38 attempts. That is 2.5 yards per attempt, which is lower than what Florida State had on the night. Their running was actually much better than their passing on the night. Um, you know, I, I like their creative play calling in the game. The the you know, the, the decision to, to throw it with DJ Matthews there was great. I, I know, you know, I know the staff tried out different guys in fall camp about who who could throw and, and who couldn't, um, and you know that was important. And uh, yet, you know, they they didn't review it. And I don't know that this would have been overturned had it been reviewed. I really don't. I, you know, in thinking about it, I I just I don't know if there's enough there. But man, it doesn't look like it's a forward pass, you know, and that that's a problem. Um, so uh, I, I I don't know what you can do against a team like like a Miami or a, or you know Clemson or Notre Dame coming up. Um, but two and a half yards per pass play is is really bad, and that's because of the offensive linemen just getting smoked. They really don't. Have much of a shot. Francois needs to do a better job of stepping up in the pocket. But but I'm not going to lie. It's very hard to ask him to turn and do so. To, to step up in that pocket because he's getting killed so much. Um, you know, obviously he's got some limitations. He's short, so he had some, you know, some passes batted down that were probably going to be solid. Um, you know, had, had some, some erratic passes in the second half. Certainly uh, fell off and, and played... Played a bad second half, um, no doubt. But, uh, you know, they – I think they gave a great effort tonight. I, this was much better than I expected. I mean, I, I they coached around their deficiencies very well, and it worked until it didn't. And then at some point Miami just physically took over, which I think you could probably define that as um, about the second half. You know, they, they – their longest drive in the second half was 27 yards. I mean, they, they just they got whipped up front. Defensively, I, I was extremely happy with the performance. They held Miami to like 4.1 yards of play on the road in what was a, a pretty hostile atmosphere. Although I, I, a good number of Noel fans did show up. I think that's got to be encouraging. Um, but, you know, very encouraging there. Nikosi Perry did not, uh, you know, he had a higher quarterback rating than, than DeAndre Francois, despite the fact that he was only 13 of 32 throwing the football. And a lot of that was, um, you know, was because he hit some bigger plays. They also didn't have the the crucial turnovers to, to the extent Florida State did. You know, my, Florida State had three turnovers. Uh, Fort Miami only had one turnover on the night, uh, no interceptions. Um, I should probably mention, I do think, I don't know the play call exactly, but I think that's Trey McKitty's fault on the one that, that Francois throws right, right to the linebacker. I think if McKitty takes a flatter angle there, then the linebacker has to go, you know, has to like go through Minshew a little more as opposed to around him. Uh, but but I don't know that for a fact. I'll I'll have to talk to some some sources and ask about that. But uh, anyway, um, you know Perry was very bad in the first half. In fact, I thought they might pull him. In the second half, uh, he was he was better, uh, and he made a couple important throws. 
they got their their very good tight end matched up on on a linebacker. Florida State doesn't have good linebackers, so you had to figure one of those guys were going to get loose, like we talked about in the preview, and, and eventually they did. Um, you know, I was a little bit surprised they ran the same coverage it looked like, but again, I could be wrong. I need to go back and review it. But I was surprised that they ran a, a similar coverage there on uh, on on the third and fourth down in the red zone. But you know, Miami making the right coaching decision to go for there on fourth down when a lot of coaches will not. Um, you know, God, Miami, I mean, their backs ran it 30, 34 times for, for 110. That's, that's not a, that's not a good average. I mean, that, that's like, like a 3.1 average. Um, but, but it was enough on the day. They, they had those two short fields set up by the turnovers and, uh, and Florida state just, you know, it's just so hard to string a drive together when you're just getting killed up front to the extent they are. I mean, they just don't have a real shot. Um, so that was, uh, that was kind of what I took away from that. Um, interior of Florida state's defensive line, I thought was, was really impressive. Marvin Wilson, Fred Jones, DeMarcus Christmas, they, those guys showed up and came to play and, in our preview, that was one of the, the keys to, hey, if Florida State was going to somehow pull this out, how would it look? And, and that was one of them, is that you have to dominate Miami on the interior. I thought that they did that throughout the game. Um, now, you also, early in the game, I thought Miami was holding a decent bit, but was also, um, they were doing a better job of setting the edge against FSU's defense. But Florida State made an adjustment to that. They really shut it down. They also didn't blitz and stunt as much in this game as you've seen them do, and I think that's something that caught Miami off guard. They made an adjustment, and I, I think you could look at Miami's play calling, especially in the first half, and say, oh, that's not, that's an adjustment Florida State is, is is trying to make here. They they adjusted to their normal tendencies, um, and yet they still played a really good defense in the second half. Miami is, is not going to be held with, to like three yards to play. They're, they're a pretty good football team. Florida State is not at this point. So... With the special teams, um, you know, I, I think that obviously hitting the hitting the huge field goal before half was great. Missing a, a 43-yarder is not, but I guess you can call that a wash, uh, kind of. Punt return was was fantastic. Uh, not too many penalties on special teams this week, so that was that was better. Um, you can see this team growing in areas and getting better in areas. Now, people. Some people, hopefully not Nolcast listeners, but some people will focus solely on the result. And that's a loss. But I don't think most of y'all will. I think most of y'all will say, hey, that was a major step up in competition. And Florida State hung right with them for, for much of the game. And uh, you know, the, the better team ultimately outplayed them and deserved to win. But Florida State, if you looked at the, at the first five games and you looked at Miami's first five games, they absolutely looked like they were going to be blown out in this thing. And the coaching staff got them ready, and they had them prepared, second straight road game, and, and they go down there, and they almost pull it out, and there was a good performance by them. I did think that Logan Tyler's punting uh, suffered after it looked like he hurt himself on a, on a I don't know if he hurt himself on a, on a kick on the sideline or if it was if he hurt himself on, a, um, on the previous play, and thus the injury was shown once he was kicking on the sideline. But that was... Uh, that was interesting. So to, to end this, look, 
We said if, if Florida State was going to spring this big-time upset, they would need to be positive in the turnover column. They were negative two. They would need to win the field position battle. But they actually lost it, 36 to 39. Those two are, are highly correlated events, obviously. Um, but you, you, you can't have the turnovers there. And it's just not – you just – you needed those things because you knew you really couldn't block Miami physically. And ultimately, you couldn't get those things done, and that's why you lost. There's definitely some good things, um, you know, but not enough. So we will talk to you all uh, this week. Obviously, no game preview show for the bye week, but we will probably do a game review slash mailbag show. And uh, thanks for listening. Five stars on iTunes. By the way, please uh, use the Google Podcast app, not Google Play Music. It appears that the show shows up earlier in Google Podcasts than it does Google Play Music. Thanks, y'all.